0: You're listening to The Boost Podcast, where we discuss theology for your weekly grind. The Boost Podcast is presented by St. Hilary of Poitiers Catholic Church in Raceland, Louisiana. Welcome back to our uh, collaboration between Father Bryce Higginbotham's YouTube channel and the Boost Podcast. We're so happy to be here. Um, Coming in to home base on our our five videos about um, some teachings of the Catholic Church that are sometimes in contention with um, our Protestant brothers and sisters and us wanting to love them well. We want to explain these things well so that they too can know the fullness of the truth that we believe as Catholics. Um... So we've talked about justification, we have talked about the scriptures in communion with the tradition of the church, we have talked about the priesthood and the Eucharist, and now today we are talking about the Pope and the saints, which is very exciting. Um, so, the Pope. Um, I kind of talked a little bit about this last time, um, because we were talking about... It was or, time before last. Yeah, two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's time know, before it's last. It's been a long day. Uh, <laughs> but in one of the previous episodes, we were talking about how when Jesus chooses Peter, he is choosing him to uphold Christ's authority. Um, he's not choosing him for upholding Peter's authority, um, because that would be foolish because Peter is, is a mere man and, um, will die eventually and has not the power of God. Um... So, but Jesus wanting us to have a shepherd, wanting us to continue on in the the journey of the faith, was um, desirous that we should have a shepherd, an earthly shepherd, after his ascension, and thus um, began the line of the papacy. And we see that really clearly, um, to just dive straight into the scriptures, in Matthew 16, um, where they are, the, the, there's, little backstory, Jesus is talking to the disciples, or the apostles, and he says, or his disciples and his apostles, everybody, um, he says, who do you say that I am? And they start naming some off, John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets, Elijah, um, I said Elijah twice, whatever, um, but he says, no, 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 but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, um, not of his own, you know, uh, mind or his own understanding yet but being inspired um, says that you are the Christ the son of the living God Uh, and Jesus says yeah you got it (laughs) no he says uh, blessed are you Simon Barjona for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father who is in heaven Um, and so Peter is revealing here a a dependency on the Holy Spirit a dependency on Christ a dependency on God which is so um, which each of us should have and what please god we um will continue to develop throughout our own lives and so even though he knew like this is the man who will deny me this is this is a man who will um who will continue to sin um he also knows the goodness of peter's heart and his desire for jesus and his desire for the kingdom of heaven and so he says i tell you you are peter and on this rock I will build my church. Peter, Petrus, literally meaning rock. Um, his name has been changed. He, his voca—well, not his vocation, but his his um, his role has been changed. It has been solidified as the rock on which the church will be built. And he says to him um, again, Matthew 16 and verse 19, it says, "I will give you the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom of heaven." Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth should be loosed in heaven. Um, and that's very important because the keys to the kingdom, whoa, that's, that's big. That means a lot. That means that Peter is, you know, sometimes we say like St. Peter's gate when we're talking about the heavenly gate um, because he is the ward of us going to heaven. He, he is the shepherd leading the sheep through the gate. Um, on behalf of Christ Himself, so we—that's why we often call the Pope the Vicar of Christ, um, which he'll explain the etymology of the word "vicar" in a second. But um, <clears throat> no, 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 I won't. No, I won't. No, you won't. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, basically, we've relevant. okay. We've uh, we've gotten to this point where um, we are we're seeing Christ hand over His own authority. To this man, who again, we've said this before, he's not the end-all be-all. This is You don't build a foundation just for it to end with the foundation. Um, so you didn't build the foundation of Peter for it to die when Peter died. He built this foundation to last through the ages.
1: This authority is symbolized by the keys. The keys symbolize the authority. It's not... The, okay, I guess I will explain, Vicar. <laughs> It's not that Peter rules with his authority, but that God, Jesus Christ, who is God, has given him the authority. So a vicar is just somebody who does something on behalf of somebody else. Um, we, in English, use the word vicarious, uh, and th- what does that mean? That means, like, done on behalf of somebody, you know, uh, how do we use that normally? I
0: live vicariously through you.
1: Yeah, yeah which is usually unhealthy and bad. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah, like I was a real good athlete or whatever. Or No, no, I was a bad athlete. And so now I, you know, push my kids to be like the best baseball people and they're professionals at like six. And um, they, like, don't do that. So vicarious <laughs> means I like, to do something on behalf of other, somebody else. So Peter is the vicar of Christ. That means he exercises Christ, uh, Christ's authority. He acts vicariously in a healthy way on behalf of Jesus. And we know that in particular... Because of the keys,
0: mm-hmm. and you actually, if you look at the the papal flag, you're always going to see those two keys crossed uh, beneath the papal mitre, and that's that's why it looks like that. Yep. In case exactly. anybody's wondering, exactly. <laughs> Fun fact of the day.
1: So in the kingdom of David, uh, Jesus is the the new David. Jesus is the King of Israel. Jesus is the, Jesus, a Messiah promised to be born of the line of David. And in the kingdom of David, there's a there's a guy who has the keys. If you read Isaiah chapter 22, you meet the guy who's got the keys. He's called uh, the Al-Habaith, the the over-the-household. He's the guy who's over-the-household. So if you read in English, um, Thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, from Isaiah 22, starting in verse 15, Come, go to this steward, to Shebna, who is over-the-household, Al-Habaith, and say to him, all these sorts of things. Uh, basically, Shebn was a bad dude. Like he, was, he was the second in command. He was in charge. He, he had the keys, so he had all the authority of the king of David, and he didn't use it well. Um, so God says, skipping down to verse 19 of Isaiah 22, I will thrust you from your office, and you will be cast down from your station. And in that day, I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and I will clothe him with your robe, And will commit your authority to his hand. And he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the house of Judah. And I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. See the keys? Here the keys. I'll place the keys of the house of David. He shall open and none shall shut. He shall shut and none shall open. Whatever you buy, whatever you loose on heaven, I'm sorry, whatever you... Bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus says so many years later in Matthew chapter sixteen. So Jesus is giving Peter this authority to his his own his own authority, um, to uh, to, to enact uh, legislation and to provide discipline and, and practices in, in the church, in the kingdom of God, in the, new, um, in the new Davidic kingdom, this church that Jesus Christ has established. And Peter, as the Al-Haba'ith, as the steward over the household. And remember, earlier we talked about the priesthood, servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. It doesn't belong to Peter. He's a servant. He guards it. He protects it. He distributes this this gift that God has given in the proper ways and at the proper time. And he has the authority to do that because Jesus gave it to him by by giving him the keys. And you know who does that? Who exercises this kind of authority over a family? Is a father. So God says, remember this is from Isaiah 22, and Isaiah is speaking the words of God. God is speaking through the mouth of Isaiah. The passage start with, starts with, Thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, and God says he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And what does the word pope mean? If you speak Spanish or Italian or Latin, you see pope is papa. What does Papa mean? Well, you know what Papa means. It means <laughs> dad, daddy, father. That's why we call the Pope the Holy Father. Pope, Papa, Holy Father. That's this all, all the same thing, and and, and um, we, we do that because that, that's that's who, who God God said he, he he was gonna he was gonna be. Um, so when Jesus late at at a different point. Um, Says, hey! Don't call anybody father. Don't call anybody teacher. Um. Don't don't call anybody master. He he doesn't mean. Don't ever use the word father. Because if he if he did, then we couldn't ever say the word dad. Mm. But we do like all the time. <laughs> if he did, we could never say the word teacher. But who doesn't say to your kid when you come uh, at the beginning of the school year? Mm. Who's your teacher? Well, Jesus said, "Don't say teacher." Jesus said, "Don't say father." So either he means we can't use any of those words. Also, doctor, doctor is just a Latin for teacher, so you can't use doctor either. Um, and master, well, Mister, you ever use the word Mister? Well, Mister just means master. And mister, master is the same is the same word. So if you're gonna if you're gonna not call not call any if you're gonna not call gonna refuse to call a priest father because of like what you think Jesus says, then don't call your teacher's teacher, your doctor doctor, your dad dad, um, or anybody Mister and be consistent. No, but that's not what Jesus was saying. Jesus was telling the Pharisees not to be arrogant. He was telling the Pharisees not to be proud and have these attachments to these titles. And I know that not only because it wouldn't make sense to not call anybody teacher, doctor, mister, father, dad, or or any of those things, but I also know that because Isaiah 22 says that he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. I also know that because in the letters of Peter in the Bible, he calls Mark his son. I also know that because Paul, in his letters which are in the Bible, says that he was a father to the people that, um, to whom he preached the gospel. And I also know that in Acts, Stephen, who's being stoned and is literally seeing a vision of Jesus with God the Father says, talks about the, our fathers who came before us. I counted one time. Um, I was praying mm-hmm. through Acts the Apostles a couple of years ago, and I realized, like Stephen was saying, our fathers, our fathers, our fathers. And I'm in this one, like, speech, this of a, a page and a half. Um, Stephen says, Father, like, what, like, eight times or so? I don't remember the count, but I remember being struck. So either they're all wrong and all misinterpreting Jesus, or the Pope and the bishops and the priests are actually man to exercise or to be an image a real image of God's fatherhood mm. on earth. And so we say pope we 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 say papa we say father because God thank you Jesus he he has left us somebody to care for us to be about like our our spiritual good with the authority to bind and to loose so that we can know what's, what's right and, and so that we can so that we can do do what's right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Peter has a special role in um, confirming us in the faith, which we see in Luke chapter 22. Jesus says to Peter uh, I, uh, at the Last Supper, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to have you, and you, and that is plural. So like all, all of you. He's, he, Jesus I either talking about um, all the 12 apostles or all, the, all of his disciples together. So Satan has demanded to have all of you, that he might sift you, all of you, like wheat. But in the next verse, Luke twenty-two, thirty-two, Jesus says, "But I have prayed for you, in the singular, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers." Uh, that's what that's what Peter is is, is meant to do. In in Greek, uh, I mean, in English, if if we were. Um, if we were reading probably the original King James, I don't have the original King James for me, but it probably would have said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan, the man to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for thee, Peter. In the Greek, it's very clear that in the first one, it, you is in plural, moan of some sort or another. And the second verse, you is in singular, su, so in some form or another. That Jesus is give, making these special prayers. He's given Peter this special charism. To confirm or to strengthen or confirm the brothers, and um, and so he prays for Peter specifically. That's an indication that has that Peter has a special grace, the special charism from the Holy Spirit for for teaching and for governing, for leading us in the church as as our Father uh, after the image of of God the Father.
0: Amen. Yeah, and I think. Um the Lord kind of confirms that in John 21 where he talks about, where he asks, keeps asking Peter, like, do you love me? Do you love me? And I think that speaks a lot to what the Pope is called to do. He's not just the the coolest Catholic, you know, he's not just the, the head honcho. He is literally the one who shows his love for Christ by feeding the sheep, by leading the sheep. Um, and he is called to be so close to Christ in doing that, that he is what we would call the vicar of Christ. Um, and Jesus
1: says that. He says, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Yeah. That's yes, all you know mm-hmm. about me. Feed my sheep. That's mm-hmm. what he's supposed to do. That's what he's going to do. To take do? care of us.
0: Right. Exactly. And, um, I mean, the best segue I can think of right here is just talking about the fact that we have a lot of popes that have fulfilled this very well and have thus become canon saints. Um, I'm so good it's at nice. this. Good job. Yeah, all right. thanks. Uh, <laughs> this is what I do. Um, no, but so we, we want to talk about the saints, too, because that's important to talk about um, when we talk about these people who have done great things. So we just talked about the Pope who is called to do great things, to, to act in the, in the person of Jesus Christ on behalf of the people, and now we want to look at those people who have succeeded, whether they be Popes or whether they be regular Joes, um, who have uh, lived the life of faith, who have run the race well, who have persevered in virtue, and thus who have um, participated in their salvation, not earned heaven, but rather participated as well as possible by following the word of of God the Father um, and persevering in the faith. So, the saints. The saints are pretty important. Um, They're pretty important. Uh, (laughs) No, but the reason why we in the Catholic Church have such a devotion to the saints, have such a desire for um, keeping the saints in our lives and in our prayer lives, is because we, very simply, like we need intercession. We need help. Um, just as I would ask Father Bryce or any of my friends to pray for me, so too I ask the saints who praise God. Like have the ear of God, <laughs> that we know by confirmations that they are indeed in heaven, um, and can thus are thus are closer to God, and this can to have their petitions heard um, much more clearly by by the Lord, and and because they they have, um, yeah, because they have become. Part of like they have they have become they, oh my goodness I can't speak uh, they, they, they made it they made it they they are face to face with the beatific vision they're face to face with God all the time and so yeah like if you're face to face with someone your communication with them is is near flawless if not flawless um,
1: they ain't dead yeah they, they alive right Jesus says. Uh, you know, like God calls himself at the burning bush when he talks to Moses. He says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were long dead by the time God was talking to Moses at the burning bush. But they were not dead. In fact, they were alive. That's what Jesus says to the Sadducees who don't believe in the resurrection. And he says to Jesus, this is a quote from Jesus, thus he is not the God of the dead but the living. So those who have gone before us who, are, who have persevered in the state of grace, like we talked about Four episodes ago, those who have persevered in the state of grace, they're with, they're with him, and they're and they're alive, and and they they, they have charity in their hearts. They have love for us, and so they want to help us and pray for us.
0: Right, and and I mean, we see it in um, the letter to the Hebrews, talking about the great cloud of witnesses that help us to run with perseverance the race that is set before us. We read about it in Revelation where there are the, um, the martyrs beneath the altar um, during the heavenly liturgy that's happening, those, those people who are praying with and for others, the, um, those who follow the Lamb wherever, wherever he goes, those who have gone before us who are um, completely and perfectly conformed to the will of God now in this, in this life everlasting, and so who are able to intercede with us with that, um, with that clarity. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so
1: we asked them to pray for us because the Bible tells us that the prayer of the righteous person has great power in its effects. That's James five sixteen, and well, well like like you said earlier, Jen, that they there with God. That means they are they are they are in fact righteous, they mm. are they are the, the most they are the most righteous. Um, and I, this is really the last thing about the saints is um, I, I've never heard anybody else say this before. So if somebody wants to say like Father Bryce, you, you're you're wrong about this um, about this particular point. I I I am uh, yeah I'm not gonna read those, but um, <laughs> but I you know I I'm open to uh, being corrected. But in Matthew ten verses forty through forty one, Jesus says um, to his I think it's to the twelve, um, maybe it's to the disciples generally. He who receives you receives me. He who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet because he is a prophet, receives a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man, because he is a righteous man, shall receive a righteous man's reward. Some, uh, I've read, I, I don't know if it's a translation or a, a interpretation of that, that, talk, that says, instead of receives, like he who, uh, he who honors, A righteous man, because he is a righteous man, and and I did look at this in Greek, and and it does say receive. But um, I don't know. Something struck me about that, Uh, and uh, many—I mean, when I was like in elementary school—something struck me about that, and Mm -hmm. I am—I'm just convinced that I want a righteous man's reward because that's to be with Jesus forever. That's heaven. I want a prophet's reward. Mm -hmm. Um, I most certainly want to want to receive Jesus and the Father. So I had better receive the saints
0: Mm.
1: i had better honor the saints because i want to be where they are I, i want i want their their reward
0: yeah and i think it's good to clarify here that we don't pray to the saints we don't we don't pray for the saints to enact mercy or justice or any of those things we pray that the saints would intercede so anytime you hear like um a litany of the saints we're not saying, have mercy on us to the saints. We start That's with, with um, with you know, Jesus, Lamb of God, have mercy on us. Because he's the only one who can. We understand, fundamentally, that the saints are our friends in heaven. They are praying for us. They are not enacting the power of God. Well, in a way they are, but it's, it's coming, the power of God working through their intercession. It's never on their own power. So... If you're you know if you're someone who asks for the intercession of the Saints a lot, just be aware of, of the language that you use, particularly around your Protestant brothers and sisters, that you're not praying to Saint Jude. you're praying for Saint Jude's intercession because that can be confusing like well why are you praying to Saint Jude? Saint Jude can't what what's Saint Jude got to do with it? You're talking to God, aren't you? And we are indeed in the ver- in the end, we're speaking to God even when we're praying for Mary's intercession. We are speaking to that person and saying, I need you to get God's attention for me. I need you to be an intermediary for me, just as I would ask Father Bryce or any of my friends on earth to, to do the same. Um,
1: and look, look, to pray just means to ask. Yeah, that's the thing. If if we were, I don't know, like in Shakespeare or something. I'm not an expert in Shakespeare. I don't know <laughs> if this is actually in his place. But like you can you can imagine in olden times, somebody said, you know, um, my, uh, my lady, I pray thee, grant me this favor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That that's that's all that that's all over the place in like old English writings. Um, so I don't know. At some point, somebody said we're gonna reserve the word pray for like talking to God or for asking God for things. But originally that's not what prayer just means to ask for something. Yeah. Um, so like don't like get uh, I don't know, don't get like caught up in all that. Um just know that you worship God. Uh, mm. like duh. And like and, and we, we ask our friends to pray for us. We ask our friends to we ask our friends to help us. And so they do. With whatever with whatever means are at their disposal to do so.
0: Yeah, okay. Or do that. <laughs> All right. I mean, you,
1: you, no. Yeah. You, I mean, I, your your point is good mm-hmm. because we have to like we want to help people not to be confused. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay. What else? Anything else? No. That's it. All right.
1: Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
0: As it was in the beginning, is
1: now, and
0: will be forever. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Till next time.